Welcome friends to another r slash pro revenge video. If you enjoy tales of expertly crafted revenge, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, I've set up a channel membership, just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first story of the day is by Spiderfreak1993. Oh, you want to dump your rubbish in my bin? Good luck with that, buddy. So I had a new neighbor move in below me two months ago, and that was around the time I started to notice that my bins were almost always full when I would go to put my rubbish in the bins, which was seriously annoying, plus he was dumping food waste into my blue recycling bin. And on more than one occasion, this led to me being forced to travel in a car to my parents' house to put my rubbish inside their huge communal bin because there was never any space in my own bins. Cue extreme frustration on a regular basis, so I did what any self-respecting British person would do, and promptly called up my private landlord to complain about this and to ask why they didn't have a bin of their own. To which the person on the phone proceeded to explain that a few years back, someone living at the property below me had set fire to both of their bins, and neither they or my landlord had bothered to get them replaced. So when this new tenant moved in, he just found that he had no bins for his rubbish. Did he call the council to request some bins for himself? Did he knock on my door to at least have the courtesy to ask if he could use my bins? Until he gets some of his own? No, he just decided to use my bins as if they were his own, and he just assumed I would tolerate this. How wrong he was. So after my conversation with the people working at my landlord's office, they proceeded to send out letters to all the properties surrounding mine, because they apparently couldn't directly accuse my neighbor below without proof it was him doing it, giving everybody a stern warning that they should use their own bins and not others and that it was frowned upon. A week goes by and my bin is still being used by the buffoon living below me. So I ring them up again and ask what they're going to do because the letter hasn't had any effect. And once again, I still can't deposit my rubbish in my bin because it was full of someone else's crap again. They just proceeded to give me the runaround and long story short, they were all bark and no bite and were not willing to get off their butts and fix the darn problem. So by this point, it's been two months and I am thoroughly fed up with this. So I decided to take action. I contact my dad and we have a brainstorm and come up with a plan. Q would drive to the local B&Q hardware store to buy supplies, and a drive to get his tools and then back to my house to put the plan into action. We decide to cut a hole out of the top of the lid, and in the side of the bin on both bins, we put a thick, strong chain through the holes to secure the lid shut, and then bolted the chains together with a thick, strong padlock on both bins. Take that, annoying neighbor! Now he's someone else's problem, and I finally have space for my own rubbish and my own bin. Peace has been restored, and all is right in the world of bins. I told the story to my sister, who laughed and thought what I did was overkill, but I disagree. What do you all think, lovely people of Reddit? Was my reaction a bit overboard, or was it justified? I believe it was a necessary action that had to be taken, and now I can be rest assured my bins are safe once more. Overall, OP did what they could to get this handled the right way. They contacted the landlords and people who directly have the ability to say, listen, you need to stop this. They didn't do it. They wouldn't help. So at some point, you got to take the matters into your own hands. You either confront the neighbor 
and enjoy that whole ongoing arc of probably having some confrontation, or you just do what OP does and put an actual lock on the trash can. Just gotta not forget to unlock it when the garbage truck comes by. What do you think? Was what OP did here overkill in your opinion? I mean, I guess technically they don't own the trash cans, so do you think altering that to put a lock on them was the right thing to do? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Haunted Snake. You're in such a hurry, yet you stop for fast food? I'm gonna waste your time then. I worked in fast food for years. I was a manager at a popular fast food chain, and the chain I worked at was kind of relaxed about a lot of things. During lunch slash dinner rush, our drive through was packed. No less than 10 cars waiting at a time, and our lobby was just as busy with a line to the door. I would cover drive through because it was simpler for a manager to be in drive through because we had a manager card that could correct or add things to the order if they decided to add something at the window. At least four times a shift, I would have people yell at me while they were at the speaker that the line was going too slow. My drive through times were top three out of all of the stores in the city, every shift, meaning our line moved faster than the other 23 or 25 stores. When they get to the window, they'd complain some more that I'm late for work or the drive through is supposed to be faster than going in or stuff like that. When you pay with a card, be it credit or debit, two receipts will always print out, one that has a signature line and one that says customer copy. We had to collect every receipt throughout the day so we could put them designated by months in a box in the office and three months later toss it. No receipt needed to be signed, it was just there from when credit cards were still new and no one bothered to change it for the last 30 years. Basically, if you were rude or in a rush and pushy, I would take my time for the receipt to print, tell them I needed a signature, and then fumble for a pen for like a minute and then have them sign it. Again, it didn't need to be signed, and I only did it to jerks and every time they'd get upset with me because this is already taken forever. I never broke my smile or upbeat demeanor, I never raised my voice, I never talked down to a customer. I simply wasted an additional minute or two of their time. Honestly, I feel for any workers who work in some kind of fast food chain and genuinely try. Especially if it's a busy place, I feel like there's just no winning. You're gonna get yelled at or you're gonna get the Karens who roll through. And a lot of times, people don't get paid enough to put up with that. Our next story is by Chris Reeded. Steal my dinner? I'm going to minorly inconvenience you. Friday night, my wife ordered a takeaway for delivery for us. An hour and a half later, it hadn't arrived. She called the shop and they were surprised, said they delivered it a while ago. Turns out they delivered it to the wrong house. Long story short, our road turns into a different road part way down. It's rare, but stuff can go wrong. It doesn't usually happen because you have to go past our house to get there. Rather than say we didn't order anything and check the address, they took in the food and ate it. The delivery driver went round and asked them before delivering the new order to us again. When asked why they took it if they didn't order it, they said, I don't know. The delivery place was great. Granted, they made a small mistake, but the guy at the other house shouldn't have taken it in. This meant that we didn't get our food till two hours after ordering. They were very apologetic. I was very angry and wanted to confront the guy, but decided against it. I contemplated my revenge, everything from emptying our dog poo bin in front of their door to putting a brick through their window. Quickly realized this was overkill. I went out with some friends and told them the story, and one of them suggested something great. Post a jiffy bag with a note in it to them without postage. This means they'll get a notification from the post office 
seeing there's a letter they'll have to go down and pay the postage for to pick the letter up. In it will be a note asking them if they enjoyed my kebab. I feel this is sufficiently petty and will give me a nice feeling of satisfaction. I honestly didn't know you could do that. But if you can, honestly making them drive down there just for a letter that says, you enjoy my food, jerk, is actually pretty darn good. Especially considering the delivery place was apologetic and they brought you your food after a while. So at the worst, wasting their day and making them drive down there, I think that's more than fair. Our next story is by Baby Koala La La La. Texting while watching movie in theater? I kick your seat. Today my friends and I made plans to watch Eternals this afternoon. Movie starts and we're watching peacefully. Then this bald man in front of me starts texting with his phone brightness up to the max. Like his screen was brighter than the movie screen. At first, I inclined my head to the right so that my eyes weren't blinded and I wasn't distracted, but my head got sore being bent like that. And also, he lifted up his phone more so I couldn't angle my head to avoid the brightness of it all. He texted on and off three times and I was really getting annoyed, so when I sat up from my seat, I was slouching so I could avoid the brightness of the phone, I kicked his seat. He turned around to look at me and I stared him down. He didn't say anything when he turned to the screen again, but he didn't pull out his phone for the rest of the movie. You definitely have to be a special kind of jerk or be going through something in order to be the person pulling out their phone at the movie theater. And if you do, turn the brightness all the way down. It's a dark room. You can see just fine. You don't need to have max phone brightness like your grandpa with bad eyes. Unless you're, I guess, grandpa with bad eyes watching Eternals. This next story is by Deep Membership 9258 So you'd like to go 13 miles out of your way? So the junction's now completely changed, but it used to be, coming off a major road onto another less major road, there was a lane to turn north that on the roundabout slash traffic circle slash whatever you call them, then became the lane to turn back onto the bigger road. And the lane next to it is what you used if you were turning south onto the less major road. The players are me and my little red hatchback, and D-Nozzle and his big black shiny beamer. So there I am, waiting to turn south. It's not busy, it's 9pm, it's Sunday, it's 20 years ago. This beamer pulls up next to me, intent obvious. He's going to try to turn south and jump the queue by bullying me and the folks behind me. And I'm waiting. It's honestly like that Guinness commercial, you know, tick follows, talk follows. And he apparently isn't a local, so I have the home turf advantage of knowing the light sequence. So I and the three cars behind me are off on the B of Bang. Oh, does that fraction of a second cost him. There's now a wall of cars, led by me and my little red hatchback, where I've perfected the first to third gear hop just for moments like this. And he has two choices. Keep moving over and pray that one of us breaks. Or breaks. First or get back on the road he just left and travel all 13 miles on to the next junction. Plus whatever extra it takes him to get to his final destination. It's me, two white vans, and a work Land Rover. Readers, he had less balls than we did. I love the framing of the story. OP wrote it like these three cars with the little red hatchback in front were just like, hold formation, hold formation going in a circle around this roundabout. Hold! Hold! We've almost done it, boys. We've almost defeated the Beamer. And our final story of the day is by No Cheezo. You keep me awake, I'll wake you up. So I live in an off-campus student housing, private owned. 
It's close to the historical centrum of the city, so the price is extremely expensive for the amount of surface area. The building's very old, which means very, very, very thin walls. I have one neighbor who I share a wall with. I'll call him Chad. Chad lived there longer than me, my first year. The previous student who lived in my room was rarely at home last year, I think because of corona. So Chad was never used to having someone next to him. Whenever he had friends over, he could turn his music up as loud as he wanted. Well, I'm a light sleeper, but I understand that a student life comes with student parties. So the first time Chad had friends over, I waited till 1am to ask if they could be a little quieter because the music was blasting and they were yelling so loud. I also had to be up at 7.45, that's early for me. The second time he had friends, I forgot to get some earplugs, so once again I waited till 1am. All good, they quiet down and go home. The third time was a week ago. I had my earplugs in and went to sleep at 11pm because I had an important part-time exam the next day. All good, until I'm woken up at 1 to 1.30am because of screaming from Chad and his friends. I'm pissed because I had my earplugs in and they still woke me up. Side note, the earplugs are not the most comfortable thing to have. They hurt my ears after a few hours, so I prefer to not sleep with them. So me being pissed and tired, I knock on his door and told him what I wrote here above. I forgot the exam part. His friends tell me that it's Chad's birthday and that they're almost gone. I don't care at this point anymore. I've told them twice over the course of not even one month that they were being too loud and he seems to just not care. Wednesday evening, my parents FaceTime me and because I was watching a show with my headset on, I still had them on when I picked up. This was around 8.30pm. Chad had once again friends over and was playing music. I don't mind, it was still daytime. My parents and I were chatting until my mom asked me if my radio was still playing. Mind you, I don't have one and I was still wearing my headset. I say no, but Chad's playing music. My mom was shocked. I explained that this happens regularly and that I can understand their conversations sometimes. I can even hear the TV show he's playing. One time I heard a Microsoft notification sound and a messenger ping like it was in my room. So thin is the wall and so loud is his PC. My mom said if that continues and I'm too disturbed by it that I should talk to him or my mom will call the landlord. By the end of the conversation, the music was quieter and I forgot about it. I go to sleep with my earplugs. I wake up at freaking 2.30am to their screaming. Not even like last time, but full on screaming. Like someone won the lottery twice at the same time. I was freaking pissed. I once again go knocking, and they even have the nerve to ask me what disturbed me the most, the music or their shouting. I didn't even know there was music playing, they were so loud. They quiet down and I go to sleep without my earplugs because they hurt too much. My mistake. At 5.30am, I'm woken up again by Chad and his girlfriend talking. Not even 10 minutes later, they were making love. I'm just angry at this point. Next morning, the morning of my petty revenge, I wake up at 8.30 to 9am to get some coffee with a friend. Well, I wanted to listen to my podcast while I get ready. I need to do my hair, so my headset's not an option. So I take my iPad, which has good sound quality, and play my podcast extra loud because of the ventilator being loud. I know for sure Chad heard that and was maybe woken up by it. My friend couldn't make it, so I'm home early. I start to do some homework and play a little bit of music, once again through my iPad. Normally I would use my headset because I'm a decent human being, 
I don't have the most popular genre of music, but I don't care and start singing along. Very out of tune, of course. My music stopped playing because of Wi-Fi problems, and at that moment, I hear them having sex once again, so of course I start singing louder and louder. I didn't hear them after this, so I think they stopped with that. I know the story isn't the best, but I felt like a petty witch at the moment. I don't know, considering they were playing music and singing along and stuff, and Chad and their girlfriend or partner or whatever were just, for a lack of better words, just going right through it. I don't know how effective the loud singing actually was. It's definitely a good attempt, but you really gotta find something that really bothers Chad. Like start playing Barbie Girl by Aqua really loudly up against the wall or something. Something that makes Chad actually want to go talk to you and say, Could you turn that down? Little taste of their own medicine. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.